Well, good morning again. Thank you, both of you. Well, Pastor Chris is preaching up at Hamburg today. Uh, we decided I'd preach here and he'd go up there. That way, whenever he comes back every, next week, everybody will be happy. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, this morning, I think I'm going to kind of... I mean, Pastor's been preaching about who we are in Christ for a long time, and I'm going to continue along that lines because... You know, I was not here whenever Chad Rogers came, but he was a blessing to me because whenever he came and pastors had him come and preach and stuff, I started studying quite a bit of his information, and it made me realize that we as a church just wasn't really grasping who we are in Christ, I don't think. We, we just never got a hold of it, and, you know, there was... That second song we were singing up there today, I can't think what that was called, but, you know, it, it was talking about, uh, you know, how great guy is and, and how we want people to see and witness the greatness of God, you know. But have they really been seeing it? You know, have the people really been seeing the awesomeness of God? I mean, you know, God still has not changed uh, because he knew from the very beginning everything that was going to happen and how it was going to happen and when it was going to happen, so he's never changed. Uh, and he put us as, you know, he said he made us in his likeness. So we've got to understand and grasp just exactly. I mean, how far do we want to go as a church? You know, pastor's been leading us and leading us and leading us, but how far do we want to go as a church? I mean, he'll lead us all the way through this thing if, if we just step in and help him out. Because, you know, one person cannot carry a church to the fullness. It takes everybody in this place. You know, the Bible says that we are the body of Christ. Uh, so it takes everybody in this church to do the things that God desires us to do. That, that he desires to have done I mean we have to work at it and we have to understand that it's him doing it through us you know we talk about who we are in Christ but it's really who Christ is in us you know I've said that several times but it is really who Christ is in us I'm going to read a couple of scriptures here to you uh, the first one comes from Acts 10.38 which we've all heard this scripture preached many times uh says you know Jesus of Nazareth how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him and then Hebrews 13 8 says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and yes forever so we know that God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power and he's not changed because it says he is the same yesterday today and forever so if God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power, and if we are in Christ, we have been anointed also with the Holy Spirit and power. We aren't seeing the power that much in the church these days. Why are we not seeing the power that much in the church these days? A couple of things, I think. We're not willing to take that step. 
you know, like Shell was talking about up here earlier, it takes some work on our part to get there. You know, Jesus anointed him with the Holy Spirit and power. He had to receive that, and then he had to put that into practice. We aren't putting it into practice the way that he wants us to put it into practice. You know, we come to church on Sundays. We feel awesome and good about what's happening in the church. Uh, and we leave this place. And I don't think we're changed that much. But it's not the pastor's fault. It's not God's fault. It's our fault. Because we aren't willing to take that step. You know, I remember back whenever, uh, years ago, whenever we first got into this Holy Spirit movement, <laughs> whenever, whenever the Holy Ghost started anointing people in this church. Uh, and it's been a while. But, you know, there was a rapid change in the, in the body of Christ in this church. A rapid change. I mean, it really was a rapid change in the body of Christ in this church. And I think some of us, me guilty have lost that fire or lost that hunger or we we depend on the pastor to carry us through you know he's give us all the tools the pastor's taught us taught us and taught us and taught us he's give us all the tools all of them but if we leave those tools in a toolbox we ain't gonna build nothing with it amen hallelujah You know, I've shared this scripture with you before, too. It says, For we are his workmanship, created in, and this is in Ephesians 2.10. It says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. So when we was born again, whenever we became new, whenever we was created in Christ Jesus, we were created for good works. What's good works? What is good works? Good works is doing what Christ wanted us to do, healing the sick, you know, uh, making the lame to walk, the blind to see, the deaf to speak, the, I mean, the, the deaf to hear, the... <laughs> we'll get it right. But he made us to do all that stuff. Are we seeing that happening today? I mean, I see it happening, but most of the times it's in third world countries and stuff like that. Why? I mean, you, we have the same Jesus here, as they have there you know they may have a greater need but our need is Jesus it's not the it's not the doctors it's not the the I mean the health care is awesome because they can help us out but Jesus is the healer he is the healer it goes on in that scripture and it says God prepared before uh which, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You know, and I, I've shared that before you, with you before, you know, that we should walk in them. So our, whenever we receive Christ as our Savior, we get a three-part. I mean, we're filled with, you know, we're filled with Christ. Christ comes to live with us. We have the Holy Spirit, and we have God. You know, and like I said, we need to have the compassion of Christ because Christ walked everywhere he walked. He walked with compassion for the people he had tremendous compassion for the people the Holy Spirit he came in power 
You know, so we need to walk in compassion to Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit. Wherever the Holy Spirit went, things happened. They happened. And then we need to walk in the wisdom of God. Jesus said, I only do what my Father tells me to do. Because the Father has all the wisdom. Everything we need to know will be revealed to us if we listen to the Father. So many times we don't stop to listen to what the Father has to say. We just go do our own thing. You know, I know that for years and years and years, whenever my wife and I was, we kept thinking about doing missions work. We kept thinking about doing missions work. We kept thinking, and I believe God was calling us to do that. Finally, you know, whenever we answered the call, things started happening. I mean, He prepares everything for us. He has it all lined out and all set up and all prepared. All we got to do is listen to Him and do what He tells us to do. Hallelujah. So we have to get to the point that we understand exactly who we are in Christ. You know, uh, let me read another scripture here to you. Uh, it says, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. So we are his body. You know, Jesus is the head. It says he's seated at the right hand of God the Father. Well, unbelievably, we're seated at the right hand of God the Father too because like Chris said last week, they didn't decapitate him. You know, so we're all there at the right hand of God the Father. So if we are at his right hand, I mean, if Jesus was standing up here in front of the church today and you had an issue, you had a something that need healed, something that you need delivered from, uh, some addiction, would you not call upon him to, would you not come up here and call upon him to do that? Well, to be truthful with you, he is up here. He is up here. If you're up here, he's up here. If you're up here, he's up here. If you are, if you are in Christ, Jesus is up here. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He lives within you and He is up here. So there's absolutely no reason if you have a need that that need shouldn't be meant right up here at the altar. I mean, uh, it's hard to fathom that, you know, the, the only Jesus give it, the Bible tells us Jesus give all His attributes to us. The only attribute we don't have is salvation because he already paid the price for that. But if he lives within us and we are part of his body, anything that Jesus did except for salvation, we should be able to do. You know that bracelet they used to wear all the time, what would Jesus do? I mean, that is, that is really a profound statement if you think about it. I mean, that's not whether you're going to be nice to somebody or whatever, but what would Jesus do if he's seen somebody on the street that was hurt and lame and they called out for help would he not go up and you know I don't remember a single person in the Bible that Jesus was ever that Jesus ever asked that was ever asked that Jesus did not heal them from what was not a single person now there's people he didn't heal because he went by people all the time that he never prayed with or, or asked for healing or uh so not everybody that Jesus was around was healed because they didn't ask for it. Like I said, if he's standing up here, we need to ask him. 
He does not force himself on people. He does not force himself upon people. He desires that we come to him. Amen. I'm going to go and read, uh, I read uh, 2.10. I'm going to read Galatians 2.20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ that lives within me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. The life that I now live, I now live in the faith of Jesus. I mean, are we really, the life that we are living, are we really living it in Christ Jesus? You know, of course, Paul had battled the flesh all the time too. I mean, he says, why do I do the things I don't want to do and don't, don't do the things I should be doing? I mean, he battled it. It's a battle. Whenever we're in the flesh, you have the spirit in the flesh, it's a constant conflict. But, you know, the more you yield to the spirit, the more the flesh has control. The more you yield to the flesh, the more the flesh has control. So we have to make a determination who we're going to yield our lives to, whether it be the spirit or whether it be the flesh. I really, I really, really, you know, whenever we was in the other room praying in there, I, I, I kept hearing this in my head saying, uh, Rockport, get ready, Rockport, get ready, Rockport, get ready. And then when I was in here a while ago, and I, I kept hearing, church, get ready, church, get ready. I mean, there is going to be something happening, and I believe in this church, I mean, you know, it may just be the body of Christ, I don't know, but I believe that there's something fantastic that's going to tar- start taking place. I mean, we see the world getting darker and darker all the time. But when the world starts getting darker and darker, the light starts getting lighter and lighter. You know, you can put, you can have this room all blacked out and put one candle up here, and it'll pretty well light up this room. The light's got a lot more power than the darkness does. And darkness cannot stand where lightness is. The dark can't shine in the light, but the light can shine in the dark. Hallelujah. Where you died, and your life is no is now hidden with Christ in God. Your life is now hidden with Christ in God. So, you know, and, and Jesus said in the Word, He says, and I've told you this before, but He said that There'll be a day coming when you will ask me of nothing. You know, anymore we don't, we come to God in Jesus' name. But we're asking, we have, we've gone through the veil. We have access to the Father now. But that, Father, but that access is only because we are in Christ. You know, we as, as sinful men, if we walked in through that veil, we'd be fried. But the only reason we have access to God is because we are in Christ Jesus. You know, that Jesus said, I only do what my Father tells me to do. So we go to the Father in Jesus' name, and the Father will tell us what to do. We have to understand just exactly who we are in Christ and how we get there. Because that, you know, whenever Jesus died on the cross, the veil was broken, and it gave us access to uh, 
the throne room. So, we have access to God. <laughs> That's pretty awesome when you think about it. We have access to God, the creator of heaven and earth, the creator of us, the creator of everything. We have access to Him. He's not hidden from us any longer. getting it I, don't, I mean am I, am I making sense you know there's nothing more I want to see than, than this church but nothing more than I want to see than the body of Christ for the first time in history in the United States Christians are less than 50% and that's sad. We was the, the foundation of this country, the wars and everything that was fought, the, the every life that was given was for freedom in this country. And we've lost that freedom because we're no longer free to share Christ everywhere. That's being taken away from us as we talk, this, the ability to share Christ with the, with the world. We need to take that back. We need to not be scared of what... I mean, the disciples were not scared of what was going to happen to them. You know, they were beaten, they were flogged. All of them was, was martyred except for John. And he had been boiled in oil, so that's pretty tough. We don't have to do anything. I mean, we haven't... We may get somebody say a little... I mean, you got snakes at your church or something, you know, but... We don't have to suffer through any of that stuff like they did... But they had the determination. Maybe we need to see things like that so we become more determined. I don't know. But God is with us. He has more force than we can imagine. But we have to step up and do our part. Like Pastor Chris has been teaching and teaching. We have to, we have to step up and do our part. We have to be one with him. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away, and behold, all things become new. Have our old things passed away? Are we a complete new person? You know, I, I remember whenever I got saved, I feel like I was a complete new person. I absolutely did, because I was a drunken alcoholic, uh, couldn't keep anything together, uh, Jesus came into my life and I didn't have to do any of that stuff anymore. You know, that was 42 years ago and I haven't had a drink in 42 years simply because Jesus changed my life. Jim didn't change your life. Jesus changed your life. Now that's a bigger miracle than seeing the lame to walk and the deaf to hear because I was terrible. That was an absolute miracle. That he did that. You know, and, and I shared with you a couple of weeks ago a couple of miracles I've received here lately with my shoulder and then with the automobile. God's still in the business if we just let him do what he wants to do in our lives. If we ask him, ask him. You have not because you've asked not. We have to ask him. You know, you got a couple of young people getting married here very soon. 
Uh, you guys need to learn to talk to one another. Ask one another. You know, don't just assume that this is what they want, this is what they not want. You need to talk to one another. You know, you two of you become one. So what's good for one's good for the other, and what's good for the other one's good for the other one. You need to talk to one another. You know, my wife, I went for years without, I suppose, including her in a lot of things I should have included her in. But finally God spoke to me and he said, you know, you guys are one. You need to figure this out. You need to figure it out. Now we do about it. I mean, we've worked in the same office for 30-some years and haven't killed one another. I mean, we basically go everywhere together. We're, we're best, you know, we're the best friends. Not only wives and husbands, but we're best friends. We're one. I adore her. She's absolutely perfect. In my eyes. You know, God adores us. We're absolutely perfect in His eyes. Because when He sees us, what's He see? He sees Jesus. Because that's who we are in Christ. Hallelujah. I mean, I just... I know I'm kind of quiet here, but I just... I'm in kind of awe right now because I just feel something, you know, something all over me. Uh, and it's good. Yes, it is. You know, and I just, uh, I think this morning, I know it's, uh, we don't have a whole lot here, but we got Jesus here and we got the Holy Spirit here and we got the love of Christ in our heart. You know, if there's anybody that wants prayers this morning, come up and ask Jesus for them. I mean, He's here. He is here. Oh, He's here. To do what needs to be done. You know, that second song they was singing today, you know, that see the, they see the works of God or the will of God or something like that, but we need them to see the works of God. You know, there's nothing. You know, we was last Friday morning a Bible study. We was reading in, what was that, John chapter 4? Acts chapter 4, where, you know, they, the guy was sitting at the, the temple and, and uh, Peter and John, I think it was, come up and, and he was looking for alms, but they said, you know, money we don't have, but what we have is the name of Jesus. Whenever that miracle took place, it said that 5,000 men were saved that day. 5,000 men. It doesn't say how many women and children, but it says 5,000 men. So miracles are for a purpose. Miracles are for a purpose. They are to bring people to Christ. They are to bring people to God. So we need to see miracles in our churches. But miracles are only going to happen if we understand exactly who we are in Christ. That whenever we lay hands on somebody, when we pray for somebody, Christ is doing it. And God's given the results. God has given the results. Hallelujah.
I'm happy. Every once in a while I get something. I'm happy. Because I have Christ in me. The hope of glory. Hallelujah. Got any needs we need? Ask Jesus. Anybody need prayers this morning? Praise God, everybody's alive, healthy, and well. Got a next question. Does everybody know Jesus as their Lord and Savior? Everybody? Because that would be an awful thing if you're not sure you've ever received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because He loves you more than you can imagine. He's given you more than you can imagine. He desires a relationship more than you can imagine. I think we better get ready as a church, though. I mean, you know, Pastor and I have been talking about, I asked him the other day, I said, do you really think revival's coming to Grace Church? And he says, yeah. He says, I don't know what form that's coming in, and I don't think any of us know what form it's coming in. He says, I believe it's in a uh, healing revival. And I said, well, you know, God puts that in your heart, so I'm going to believe along with him, so I think we ought to all believe along with him. It's a healing revival. You know, I had the strangest dream last night, and it's kind of kind of strange. I don't know exactly what it meant. But... Uh, <laughs> And it wasn't me telling them, it was God telling them, but this little hotel over here, I heard God telling them, how many people you got in there? And they told him, well, none right now. And they, he said, get ready. I don't have that, whether that has anything to do with us or the church or not, but for some reason, he was telling them people. He wasn't telling me and he wasn't telling, I wasn't telling them, he was telling them, get ready. I don't know whether they're Christian or not, maybe he's, doing something there but I heard him tell me that or I, see, I seen it in a dream I didn't hear him tell me that well if there's nothing we need prayers for we do need to uh, have a shower here today and Neil's made some wonderful food I guess so we better pray over it I especially better pray over it <laughs> yeah and I don't care.
God. <laughs> you know, we used to we used to be in church probably five nights a week at least. Uh, I mean, we just could not get enough of what Jesus had to offer. We could not get enough. There was a group of us here in town that just fell so much in love with Christ that we had to meet all the time. We would go everywhere. Uh, you know, to meetings, revivals everywhere because we wanted more and more and more. Uh, you know, revival, revival, I really believe that God's tried a couple different times to perform revival in Rockport. Uh, but revival takes work. And the church has to be willing to do that work. I mean, it is work. If you've ever actually been to a place where revival's taking place, there are so many people involved with that behind the scenes that are working every single day to keep that going. And it takes work. And, you know, God knows that. So God's not going to let revival take place in a place where the people are not ready for it. And like I can say, the pastor cannot do it all. It takes each and every one of us. It takes the body of Christ to have that happen. And I, I really, truly, in my heart, believe that God wants revival to take place in Grace, Grace Church. I really believe that with all my heart. And we've got the pastor here to get us over, crossed into that. But we need the church to step up too. We need to step up. Take that next step up. We can't stay where we're at. I'm sorry to those that don't want to take another step, but it's time. It's time. He needs us so much. This country needs us so much. We don't only need a revival in this country. We need an awakening in this country. But it starts in the individual churches. In the individual lives. We are the church. This building and the church, we are the church. So that's where the work has to take place is in us, not the, not the building, in us. Hallelujah. Lord, we just give you thanks this morning. Father, we thank you for what an awesome God you are, how much you love us, how much you care for us, how much you desire a relationship with us, Father God. Lord, we trust you and you alone. Change us, Lord. Make our hearts more hungry. 
Give us more desire. Hallelujah. Father God, we love you so much. We are so sorry, so repentant for what we have not done that you desire us to do. Today we lay this at your feet, Father God. Lord, we uh, we pray for the shower today. That it be a blessing to these two young couples. Lord, we pray for the food this morning. Uh, that it be sanctified and made holy to our bodies. And all these things we pray in Jesus' name.